<laughs> well, I just I wanted to say we don't have a an intro song. No, which... I was just saying like hello and welcome <laughs> to the LTK show on this. I was thinking the first day of April. We've turned the corner. We're no longer in the worst month. Oh, it is April Fools. April Fools day. And huge shout out to the lady I saw walking last night by herself in a park. Huge. With a mask on. <laughs> it's commendable. We know his stance, ladies and gentlemen. We know his stance. No, I don't even have a stance because I, I don't know anything about it. Masks probably work. But here's what I know. When you were wearing a mask in a park, not within a thousand feet of people, I don't know if it works or not, but I know one thing. You look awesome. Awesome. Fair. I, I yeah, I usually rip mine off like when I walk outside. Like it's like all right, bye. I'm I'm ready to breathe. It's funny normal. I, I work in northern Wisconsin and leaving from Minnesota to head to northern Wisconsin. And when I'm talking about northern Wisconsin, I'm talking about Hayward area. Yep. But as you drink a coffee and need to micturate halfway between here and there. What's that mean? It means piss. So when you got to take a piss and you're at a holiday gas station, like not super far to northern Wisconsin, they got all the signs on the buildings that say you must wear a mask. It's mandatory. And then okay. you go in and like half the people are and half the people aren't. So I get to the point where the further north I get in Wisconsin, I like have my mask like in my hand and I'm just trying to do whatever is the most like the most other people in the store. Got because you. at the end of the day, I just don't want to have a weird conversation. Yeah, you just don't want the conversation. I don't want to be told to put a mask on. I don't want to be told to take it off. I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. I was in Iowa last weekend and like the signs there, most of them were masks are encouraged. Oh, sure. But not required. So it's a little, little different feel down there. Something which... that's interesting, too, that I kind of figured out is like when we go to a place like a state, we always see that area in the state and we're like, well, Iowa does this. And I'm not saying you did that, but I caught myself doing it. I was driving down to Iowa City and I stopped at a gas station in effectively Hickville. Not Hickville, but just in the country, we'll say. Ten buck two. And the first place I went into, nobody was wearing a mask. So right away, my brain, because I'm not very smart, goes, well, people in Iowa don't wear masks. But then it's like, well, guess what? If I drive to Monticello or further north of here, eventually people aren't going to be wearing masks here. It doesn't mean people in Minnesota don't wear masks. It means that outside of the greater metropolitan hubs, people tend to wear masks less. But anyway, if you're driving in a car by yourself with a mask on, shout out. If you're walking at a park by yourself with a mask on, shout out. <laughs> and if you're sitting at your house right now watching reruns of Cheers with a mask on by yourself, shout out. Um, babe, love that. What do we got today here, Paul? Well, you know, Minnesota Twins opened up the season today. I kind of want to chat twin season preview. What do you think? Well, actually... I got a bunch of like over unders that we're gonna go into later, but like for the season and whatever uh, that I want to throw at you. But what do you think? Well, first of all, we watched. Well, you watched a little bit of the game today. They lost six five. I didn't watch much. I was uh I was working, 
and I made a conscious decision not to fall down and touch myself over the opener. Yeah, let's talk about that. I want I want to hear about your uh, your emotional scars. Sure. About uh, the twins. Well, as you know, but the listeners may not, I'm a pretty dedicated or have been a pretty dedicated Twins fan. What I mean by pretty dedicated is every game I can catch, like the 7 o'clock games, I do. Yeah. At times, I will decide to watch a Twins game over do something else that actually sounds enjoyable. Uh, At the end of last year, because it was like the 27th straight time we got kicked smooth in the dick in the playoffs... I just decided that, like, dude, I know the players change every year and the organization changes and stuff, but, like, they don't deserve for me to stop what I'm doing to watch them if every time they get to the playoffs, which is the end game, the end all be all, yep. they kind of hose me. So today I did not watch. I did pay attention on my phone a little bit because my phone gives me updates because the Twins are one of the teams I like or whatever. And I told you this, and I don't know if you want to save it, but let's just rip the Band-Aid off. I saw Josh Donaldson, and I knew the game had started like eight minutes in, and I'm like, dude, Here Donaldson's we go. off to a good start, going to hit 160. One for one. What do you, yeah. And Just, then I read the rest of the thing, and it said Josh Donaldson's hamstring fell off or whatever it was. It's like, dude, <laughs> how, he's got to be what? What does he make? $600,000 per at bat with the Twins? <laughs> he's the highest paid athlete ever. Yeah, per, for sure, per AB, per inning, per whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Six what you... million a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was telling you before we went on, man, I'm like, dude, he's got it figured out. That guy's got life figured out. Like, just chill, kind of play baseball, and make a ton of money. Just a ton. Yeah, I mean, you hate to see that. Dude, all right, so let's start with that over and under. I got Donaldson. Games played under <laughs> over under eighty eight this That's, year. That would be just over half, right? That's like fifty four percent of games. Yeah. I mean, he's off to a bad start. I'm gonna say under, but I bet it's close. Okay, you got under eighty eight. Yeah. What do you have? All right. Well, I'll take. With all of these, yeah, I'm gonna take the other thing that okay. whatever, and we'll bet whatever. Got it. We can't bet in Minnesota though, right? Is that illegal? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Just <laughs> so twenty bucks per. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, Donaldson games played eighty-eight games before Buxton gets injured. Fifty-five under. If you would have set that at 12, I would have said under. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to write this down. I'm going to write yours. Actually, I'll write mine. Well, I'll take yours, and then we'll go from there. All right, so under. You got Donaldson, 88. You said, what would you say? Under. Donaldson, 88. Under? Yeah. Okay. So no strikeouts, 200 for the season. He's I'll gonna give you a hint. Like, I think big league record is like 230. Yeah, he's going to get 500 at-bats, roughly, because he'll sit days. I'm going to say under. I, I I did see him have a good at-bat today. Yeah, I'll see if he makes an adjustment. I heard, like, Morneau, who I love, actually. Like, I love, dude, he's just, like, super astute in, like, the finer points of the game he picks up on. And, like, Sano actually, like, went to a step stride instead of, like, a full, like, pick my knee up type of thing. 
with two strikes to try and like, all right, I'm going to shorten up and see if I can get a piece. Yeah. And I, I freaking love Morneau. He's Morneau today said something when Sano, so Sano was deep in account and they were the way they were working him. He was basically going to have to look outer. He was going to have to look to get, stay inside no matter where it comes and uh-huh. hustle it off the way they had him shifted. And he did, he got a, he got a change that actually hung a little bit inside, but he kept his hands and he stayed back and he came inside through the ball and he nubbed one out to right field. Beautiful piece of hitting. You said by who? Who was that? By Sano. Oh, Sano. Yeah, it was a good piece of hitting and, you know, he gets onto first and Morneau fell down and touched himself about it. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Uh, what else we got? Sano, tanks and or home runs, 28. I think if he gets 500 at bats, that's going to be. Gosh, that's a good. You said it like right where. I worked hard on these. That one's good, man. I worked real hard. So here, I want to say over because I'm a fan, but like I, I, God dang, I'm going to go under. I think 27, like that's where he's going to live. Under 28, okay. Kenta Maeda wins. 15.5, That's weird because I would have said 16, so I guess I'll go over. Boom. So you already – all right. Regular season wins for the team, 93.5. God dang, you did good sets. I would have said over, but we lost to the Brewers today, so I'll go under. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take the easy out. So you're going under there. Okay. Playoff wins, one. Under. Show me something. Fuck, I make me wrong on that. <laughs> right? I'd be the happiest twenty dollars I'd ever pay. I think they're gonna break through this year, man. I think that they're. I think they had a pretty big fire lit under them after last year and the way that they went out. Like, I think that that's gonna play pretty big for them this year. Like, they're. That's weird. I must have missed our the off season pitching we got. <laughs> <laughs> last one. 20,000 fans in attendance in a game, but I'm going to I'm going to set that line at a half a game. 20,000 fans. I think they're letting in like 8 right now. I thought it was 10. Okay, maybe it is 10. Okay. So do you think it'll get to 20,000 at some point? So your question is will they at some point in the season Will they have it? a home game yeah. in Minnesota, call it September with 20,000 and or more, 20,000 or more? Oh, let's see here. Basically, just yes or no. Half a game. Man, I, I'm going to say no, but I bet it happens in most of the other states and most of the other venues. I know that as the temperature rises and the humidity gets better, I believe the disease is transmitted worse. Right. Well, last year, this even in the summer last year, but it, it seems it like tapered the legislation would take a long time to like... so. To catch up to it, yeah, like especially Minnesota, right? We're so like, even if the cases are good or whatever, the kids are paying attention to because I don't watch the news anymore. Yeah, it hurts. If if like if it gets better, it would still take Governor Walls or whatever his name is, Governor. To I don't know. I, I'm gonna say no. Okay, actually, I forgot. There's one more, and you're gonna like this one. Your favorite player, Jake Cave, <laughs> batting average, two fifty over. Or under. He'll be over that. You got him at over there. Yeah. Okay. I saw him get and, out and today. Honestly, I had it I had it at two fifty five. I have and, to just clarify he's not my favorite player. 
And I know you know that, but I need everyone. Yeah, it was a straight joke. He struck out today looking like it was a fastball just painted on the outside corner, like just right on the outside corner, like grabbed his bat and like did the whole swag thing that you love. And like, as he was walking away, he was like, I catch the corner. I'm just like, yep. Cause I rung yeah. up like, yeah, you're, you're Jake, Dave, dude. You don't get the asset. Nice beard. You dork. Guy loves him over here. Absolutely loves him. Okay. So two fifty. you said over that. Wow. Okay. I thought I could have set the line like wherever I wanted to. And you said under, no, like I don't. I just—he's not the worst player. He, it's like I think you put it the best when you said he's a good fourth outfielder. He's a good guy to take take a game off somebody during the week and then take a weekend game or a day game after a night. He's a good solid. Outfielder. Yeah, he's a solid. He's a solid fourth outfielder. Like I mean, he's yeah. yeah. He's like your kind of your prototypical. Yep. Just fourth outfielder. Plug he's him in fast enough to play center. He's not blazing. But Plays he's good he, enough defense. Like, yep, arm's good enough. He's going to have some decent at-bats. He's going to look stupid sometimes. but No, that's the thing, though. He's he going to get streaky he's at times. He's more worried well, about looking fucking cool than he is. Everything he does has to be Mr. Cool. <laughs> I struggle with that, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's not my favorite. Um, yeah, what'd you think, man? Like, would, would you? So what do you think for this year? Like... I think uh, I think the Twins are going to have a good team, obviously. I mean, we've got most of the pieces back from what we had last year that made us successful. Obviously, falling in the playoffs was horrible and tough to take, but you can't take anything away from a team that won. What was our winning percentage? It was over 600, wasn't it, in the shortened season? Last year, I want to say we were like 36 and 24 or something like that, so yeah, whatever I mean, that percentage is. And then the is. year before, did we not win 100 ball games? Yes, I believe we I, did, yeah. I, I think we're going to have another good, successful season. It's just, for me personally, I'm going to watch it with a little less passion. Yeah. Uh, just because until they prove that they can win just something, or even just give me a game in the playoffs, yeah. I got I got my heart ripped out last time, man. It hurt. <laughs> you totally did. Dude, I'm in the same same exact spot as you with the Vikings. Like I, I've, in the last, I don't know, five years now at least, maybe more, I've just been like, yeah, I'll watch. Like, if they're good, like, whatever. But, like, if a game's going on and it's close towards the end, like, I'll just go do something else. And, like, I don't like, I don't want to sit there, watch it unfold, get pulled into it, and then have, like, New Orleans kick a game-winning field goal and just be like, oh, there we go. Like, I, like, I just I, I don't want to do it. And a lot of it, too, is, like, for me, it's the long-term. It's, it's what I see long-term with the team. Like, last year, I knew we weren't going to win the Super Bowl. I knew we weren't, like, good enough to i don't know we could have maybe want to do we did we even make playoffs last year i'm trying to remember no okay but yeah man like i i just i ain't gonna go down that road and i'm not as much of a football guy as i am a baseball guy and or hockey so there's that but yeah man the vikes just i can't i can't do it and i'm not a big zimmer guy either i think if they brought in a coach that i liked and i liked the way that he coached i.e pj fleck I'm going to tune into the Gulfs because, I, I mean, I just like his style. I like the way he communicates. I like his energy. So I'm going to watch that. But Zim, not the biggest fan. It's funny. Now now that you coach, uh, I've noticed that you're very much more in tune to, like, coaches because oftentimes we'll find ourselves talking about, like, what coaches you like or don't like. And maybe that's just with our age because I guess I notice that more too. I can yeah. get more behind a team who has a coach that I respect 
as opposed to not eating. Well, it's all about the way they play for me. It's like, what, what's your compete level? What's your, you know, what's your attitude? What's your body language? What's your effort? What's your, um, like, that's, that's the biggest thing. But then also, like, understanding, like, was in Zimmer's case, just the way he, you can see stuff from afar for me where it's like, I know that he loves his defense, and I've probably said this on this podcast multiple times. He loves his defense. It's his baby. And he's going to put a lot of attention on it, and he's going to put a lot of draft picks towards it. His offense, he doesn't necessarily know as much, and I don't think he communicates very well with his offensive side because how many coordinators does he run through, right? Kickers. How many kickers does he run out of here? I actually listened to a good podcast with Ryan Longwell. He's, like, working with some teams about, like, their kicking game and stuff. And he's like, he even said on there, he's like, you know, one of the best things you can do is just commit to your kicker and say, hey, you're our dude. If you miss one, we still got you. Like, you're our guy. Right. Like, I'm going to hold your hand through the season because we're connected. And Zimmer obviously has not shown that. So for me, like, there's just fear in these kickers. So, like, if they miss one, it's like, uh-oh, must yeah. have been ice now. I, I think that same – first of all, I agree with you 100%. But that's not a head coach to me. That's not the a good leader. same thought philosophy translates to a rookie baseball player. If the guy comes out and his first 22 at-bats aren't hits, well, that's bad. But, you know, he doesn't get a hit. It's like, dude, you, listen, you're our guy. You're going to play a whole season. Relax and start playing baseball. Brett Favre, Mike Holmgren. Right throwing pick after pick after pick and like playing crazy and like super, you know, whatever all over the map. And Holmgren's like, Nope. Right. You're my guy. Like, right. We're doing this. And what happened? So that's, that's my big thing with, with old Zim. And I think, you know, if he doesn't show any improvement this year, I personally hope that we move on finally. Yeah. What do you, I mean, what do you think from a t- team perspective, the Vikings are going to have, I mean, so, I, I mean, I, I feel like just without digging into it and analyzing, our defense is aging. It seems like our best players are getting to the point where they're over the hill or pretty much. Yeah, gone. Harry the Hitman's got a year or two, maybe. Right. Um, who else? But then there's there's rookie talent that just hasn't developed yet. Kendricks is still a stud, I think. I think he's Yeah, yeah, he's solid. He, yeah, yeah, he's good. Um Bar is still good enough, I think, and he's kind of the leader of the defense, from my understanding. Um, who else do you got? I mean, obviously, we need Hunter back. That was a tough loss last year. Uh, he's maybe the best D lineman in the league. Who, Dan Hunter? Daniel. Daniel. Dan uh, Hunter. So should we should we pivot to like uh? Sports that are going on right now, not to get something all... something more interesting. No, I mean I we riffed a little. Yeah, bit. no, yeah, no, yeah, for sure. I and I think yeah. To end this, I'm just not a big NFL guy because of the fact that the NFL goes all year long and it's always on Sports Center. It's always like a top story. Like it just it just kills me. Yeah. So it definitely I, gets a lot of traction, and and I think we've talked about this too, but the NBA now does too. And guess what? Let me let you in on a little fucking secret, everybody. The finals are Los Angeles versus Brooklyn. There. Fucking tune in whenever they start. Guy Everything loves, else is dog shit. Guy loves the NBA. Loves it. Um, yeah, man. How about uh, one more sports deal? How about the Wild? Have you? So 
we watched the game like whatever a couple weeks ago together. Yep. You're like, dude, I'm on board. Yep. Are you on board? Are you watching? Where are you at? I am. I, so I'm. A, I like the wild, and I have the one issue I have is that if you get up before fucking nine in the morning, yeah, it's, it's a hard bad to deal. Dude, you're literally watching games till midnight, twelve thirty, one, in a shootout. It's obscene. It's stupid. Yes. Yeah, so San I Jose struggle with that. Nine thirty last night. I know that we have lost two in a row. Sounds like we're still firmly in third in our division. Yeah, we're on a little slide right now. I think that teams are starting to pay more attention to Cappy. Like I think that he, he and and I think he will, but I think that he's going to have to pivot and start to realize that teams are going to try to take away his space like happened last night. And I just saw some replays, but I know Burns was hassling him all night. As yeah. soon as he got the puck, they took his space. And he actually did well with it, I thought, from the, the plays that I saw. But I think he, in order for him to really take the next step and get Patty Kane-like or something, he's going to start moving those pucks when he draws, you know, he draws that attention. Because when he gets that ice taken away from him, somebody else gets more ice. That's how it works. Yeah. Well, I guess him and Zuccarello have been like kind of the the magic tandem, and they work really well together. But they got split up last night. Finally, Evison was like, "All right, boys, you guys have been struggling the last handful of games. I'm going to switch it up on you here." So um, they're losing a little bit of their chemistry, and then you got uh, yeah, like they're just I don't know. I mean, I think they're in kind of a mid season funk. Call it as the teams. Wild are one to do. How many of those have we had? Mid-season slumps. I'll tell you, it's more than twenty. How many seasons have we been around? <laughs> About twenty-one. But dude, <laughs> what team? Like, unless if you're an elite of the elites, like the Chicago Bulls or like the Tampa Bay Lightning or like the Detroit Red Wings back at Wed Wings, I think I just said. Easy for you to say. Back in 1996, uh, whatever year where they just dominated the league, every team has a little. Little lull, right? Right. So, I mean, I'm all right with it, but I just know that Colorado is freaking really good, right? And I know that Toronto is also good. I know that Tampa's super good. So, Las Vegas. Here's my little thing. It's going to be Colorado and who did I just say? Tampa. Yes, but then is there somebody else in the West? So you got yeah, Vegas is good. Tampa, Toronto. Rattle, Vegas, Washington. Those are like your your tops. And then it's good luck, everybody else. I might be forgetting one team. But we're starting to see that separation. Dude, Colorado's so good. They were really like are. nine goals the other night. But Just, we've talked about this before, and that's something that I think is so magical about the NHL, is that if you get in and you're playing right and you got some lines clicking and your goalie stands on his head, you got a chance. Should you beat Colorado? No. But could you? Yeah. I mean, we saw a wild card team win it two or three years ago. Yep. You need, obviously, hot goaltending, which is key, because then you can frustrate the other team. Like Giguerre. Yeah, Giguerre, though, let's be honest with him. That dude had Volvos for fucking pads. He took up the entire net. He was 6'3", and his pads were so big, they looked like oak trees. I remember being so frustrated watching that. Oh, dude, games. it was unbelievable. The capper. Do you remember the one where uh, Gabrick had an open net? Absolutely. And it was like, finally, we're going to get a goal. Like, open net. Yep. Perfect. And Gabrick, like decides to raise it. Yep. 
Shagir slides over, gets the paddle on it. Just that, like, that was that was one of the hardest. Like uh, that's when you come up with the with a verb. Unscaronable is that a verb? No. What is that? Adjective. Adverb? I guess. Adjective. I so that was uh, or no, fucking would be the adjective to unscaronable. I don't know. It's been so many years since I've opened a book. Uns. <laughs> Uh, and I don't intend to change that either. All I do is watch documentaries so people think I read. You learn what's a, a good documentary for the people? What's a good or what, what's a good show you're into right now? That you know, I, I just actually watched a couple good ones on Netflix, and it, they escaped. Oh, you know what? So I watched. If you're into pirates, so you've heard of the term pirates of the Caribbean? Like just actual pirates, if I'm into Yeah, them. there's there's a good four-part. Not really Netflix. my thing. I'm more of a slopey pope guy. <laughs> slopey pope. There's a good, there's a good four-part <laughs> series on Netflix about pirates, and it talks about like the golden age of piracy, uh, down in the Caribbean area, and basically they came from England. A lot of the big, the you you know your best pirates, first <laughs> your first ballot Hall of Fame pirates. You got your Blackbeards, your Samuel Hatches, but it was actually really interesting to see how piracy came about and how originally uh, they were sacking Spanish ships. And but I'm gonna I'm gonna just wane off this. If anyone wants to watch it, watch it. It's good. What'd you say it was called? I can't remember, but you'll find it. Type in pirates on Netflix. That algorithm's so smart they'll figure it out. <laughs> There's another one too called Murder Mountain. I think I talked to you about that. It talks about Humboldt County, where the predominance of the weed grown in the United States comes from, and the dynamic of how legalization has actually made it more lawless up in that area. It's a great documentary, and one of the things they focus on is a bunch of different stories of people having gone missing um, up there. People kind of go up there, and it's really, really, really well done, and it's, it's just a cool documentary. That is called Murder Mountain. I would suggest that as well. You knew I was going to ask again, didn't you? What? Yeah. Like, what's it called again? Right. Just straight up missed it. Um, Netflix is a crazy world when you get lost into it. I What I do is I find myself kind of going back to the same stuff. But if you ever really start digging, like if you want to watch a documentary on like a band or something like that, my goodness, is there a lot of awesome stuff on there? Dude, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. There's so many levels of shows right now. Like, Depending on how, how far you want to go in, like get Showtime, get HBO, whatever it is. Like, I don't. Ha- Do you have HBO? Yes. It's pretty huge, eh? I have you know. seen the Tiger? Have you seen the Tiger uh, documentary? Tiger King. T Dubs. Tiger Woods. Uh. Uh-uh. No, I haven't either, but I want to. So is that on HBO Go? And or Max? Okay. I don't know what I don't HBO know what how that called. how that thing. Dude, I I know I've got Hulu. Amazon, Peacock, Netflix, and they all take money from me every month, every month, and I use one. I basically am just on Netflix. I've got Hulu for Letterkenny. If you haven't seen the show Letterkenny, do yourself a favor. Watch Letterkenny. It yeah, is one it's... of the funniest shows out there. And if you don't like it, you're just dumb and you have a bad sense of humor. Otherwise, you'll like it. Yeah. So before we wrap like up, we got we got time here. We got plenty of time. I wanted to share a couple of stories from this past weekend. Let's when hear I was it. down in Iowa. How many different ways can you pronounce Iowa? How many syllables? Iowa. Ah. Three. That's one. Iowa. 
Yeah, there you go. And then Iowa. Uh, 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 four, five. Uh, so we're staying downtown Sioux City. <laughs> downtown. Oh, dude, in the skyscrapers. Yeah, I mean they're yeah they're touching the clouds. Downtown Sioux City, right next to the Quick Trip. <laughs> so there was a parking ramp where we parked, where I where I parked my car. And I was on the top story of the park ramp, which was like three stories, whatever. So we got to walk up a stairwell to get to my car. This is probably like 1130 in the morning where we're getting out to go to the game. And I'm walking up the stairs. I'm leading the way, me and my other coach. Hey, and for those who don't know, Luther coaches uh, a team for the Minnesota Blues. Youth. You should, you should, Youth t- you should tell, them, tell them about that. Okay, so I coach 11U. Well, right now I'm coaching 11U there. Uh, it's a spring season. That means 11-year-old and under. Yeah, and it's quote-unquote elite baseball. It's club baseball. It's whatever. It's kids that are outside of their association and looking to play spring baseball right now. So, down in Iowa, got a tournament going on. I'm walking up the stairwell to go to my car. Gets like the second flight. We're just talking. All of a sudden, I get to the third flight, and I go up the last little stretch of stairs, right? The last, like, six, half dozen stairs. And I look up, and I see a boot just laying, like, over the top step. Oh, no. Like so. And, like, my heart dropped. I'm like, oh, no. This dude just had a grabber, and I'm going to have to call 911, right? Like, I'm like, oh, no. This right. is not a good deal. And I take a few more steps. I see a a man and then I get to the top and I'm like, dude, I'm gonna have to call 911. I'm telling my buddy and he's like, all of a sudden, little movement. He like kind of pops up because he heard us and <laughs> he sees us like in our baseball attire or whatever and he's like, oh, hey, you got, you got a game today, huh? <laughs> like, yeah, man, yeah, we're just, uh, yeah, yep, we're just on the way. Hey, it's a nice day for uh, something like that, like whatever. Like, and he had like a bottle up there, like he had like, his little nipper, like his little pint bottle, and he had sure. like a couple of, you know, a dozen like cigarette butts, and like. So he, he was just grabbing little, a Sioux City nap, oh, and some fresh air. Oh, he was passed out, Biggard Smith, at probably <laughs> four a.m. Found a nice news. warm, a nice warm spot at the top of the stairwell, right, sure. where you get the heat rising, and it's like a little vitamin D, little cement pillow. I mean, sober you up a little quicker with vitamin D. Oh man, but it like it brought me back to Dagon Irvsky, man. Like that was a that was a that was a tough deal. Yeah, that was a sad story. Uh, we could tell that one. Yeah. So years ago, Luther lived at my house, and I had a neighbor who I had moved into the house probably five years before this story that I'm going to tell you happened, happened. And Irv became a friend of mine. He was probably about 80 years old. And one he was partic- like mid, mid eighties. Yeah, maybe mid eighties. Yeah. And one particular day, the dude was very, um, handy. Like he, he did all his shit. He mowed, he worked on his house. He was just an active dude. Happy dude. Always got out and about and was doing stuff. Well, one day in particular, it was the first snowfall of the season. It was in October, and we had had a relatively heavy snowfall, a good yep. amount. And it I was remember like, it was a Sunday. We were watching football like most yep. of the day, just kind of chilling, hanging out. Yeah. Yep, and it was a thicker, like heavier snow. 
and I, I bet it was probably eight inches. Like it was a good snowfall. Anyway, long story longer, I'm snowblowing my driveway and I actually look over and Irv gives me the wave. You know, we're just buddy, but hey, hey, buddy, you know. Well, I get done snowblowing and actually where I keep my snowblower is in the back where my shed is. Kind of so, closer to his house. Yeah, close. So as I'm walking through and putting it in, in the shed, I can hear his snowblower running like right on the other side of the privacy fence. Well, after I put my snowblower away and I'm walking back, I can see through the privacy fence because it's a staggered fence. And I can see what looks like the silhouette of like Irv laying there behind a snowblower. So I kind of panic quick and stick my head over the fence to see. And sure as shit, he's laying there. And so I run in, tell you. Yeah, I remember, dude, you were like freaking out. I'm just sitting there like kind of half hung over still watching football on a Sunday night. And you come in like pretty hot. Like, yeah. You're like... Luther Earth's passed out, man. We gotta, we, we gotta call nine one one. Well, I so remember like, you thought I was messing with you at first too, which is yeah. totally something I would do. Par for the course, hundred percent. And then so Luther calls. And then finally, I look in your eyes. I'm like, uh oh, this is the real deal. So I, yeah, I think I called nine one one on the way out to the front door. We walk over and like, boom, see him laying there, and I'm like, son of a b. And talking to the lady on nine one one, and then. I, I'm CPR certified, but like I, in the moment, I'm like, shoot, what do I got to do? How does this work again? And then she coached me through, like, okay, because I remember you're like, dude, I can't I, do it. I froze up. I was yeah, like, you, well, you were. Yeah, well, sure. and I and I mean, here's the thing, not to sound morbid, but like I could tell by the snow accumulation on his right. It, I know, and, and he was yeah. blue. Like he 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 was yeah. dead. He was for sure dead. But I, one thing that always sticks out to me that day is, well, obviously you lose a friend. And it doesn't matter what age somebody is; it just sucks. But when the the medics came, and they re, they came pretty quickly, I remember when they started doing the yeah, testing. I only did CPR for like maybe a minute. Yeah, and they started doing and chest compressions, and oh my god, did I hear ribs cracking? Yeah. So that was tough. But then, so losing Irv was terrible. He's a great dude, and it was just sad deal. The good news is you found out it was a pulmonary embolism. Or aneurysm or whatever. Like, that dude, he was dead before he hit the ground, which made me feel a little better. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Now, then, the next morning, I call my neighbor in the back, John, to let him know that Irv passed away. And his girlfriend answered the phone and goes, John died la- died this morning. Oh, that's so right. he died having a – he had a grabber uh, shoveling snow at the end of the driveway. So, lost two neighbors in the course of less than 24 hours. It was a freaking tough time. You just – you know, obviously you lose your friends, so selfishly you feel bad. But I think something that always stuck with me, especially with John, because he was younger, he was like in his 50s, is just like how his young kids feel. And then you start to feel for like immediate family. That's that's to me what always gets me, you know, is like. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. It's... Anyway, shitty day. But good thing the homeless guy uh, that you saw. I know. Have I'm, to glad go he, through that. I'm glad he perked his head up. and was like, oh, Absolutely. Bad. Should have thrown uh, a, a five spot to get another bottle of Grey Wolf. Tell him you see him tomorrow. <laughs> Grey Wolf, that's the cheap stuff. Hey, Silver I Wolf, I don't even know what the fuck it's called. Wild turkey. I know that uh, our friend George used to mix Kharkov and Mountain Dew. Oh, and wolf, uh, I can't. Wolf, I, to wolf. this day, like every once in a while, I get like a whiff of Mountain Dew or something, and it just brings me back and gives oh, me that quiver. I'm out. How about watering. this one? I I got something. Well, you said you had a couple of stories. Do you have another one from this weekend, or is that the one? Yeah, it's a it's a lighter story. It's it's. Yeah, let's let's end on that. But first, let me ask funnier. you: this. Is there any booze that you've drank that you barfed so hard off that to you know, this I, day you can't hammer down? 
when I barfed off of being too drunk, it was usually off of like too much beer, like chugging beer. Like when yeah, you're playing a you game get and the like bloated barf. You get smoked playing a card game, and it's like, oh, rip that one, and then you know, two minutes later, yep, hit that. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like off of like a hard liquor. So do you, I will do you... say the most hungover I've ever been is off of Cuervo shots. Okay. When I was about twenty three, twenty four, like we, it was a day of football at the Metrodome. We went out after, and then like one of the guys didn't take his, and I'm like, kind of towards the end of the night, I'm like, all right, somebody gave it to me. I'm like, okay, what? Well, like ripped that one too, and it just capped my night. Not in a good way, dude. It was like, oh, it was like probably like one of my first two day legit hangovers of like. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask you. Did you like, barf that night, or because if ugh. you barf the next day, that's no, a, that's I don't a think fucking I puked, keeper. And that was probably my mistake. I don't think I ever puked at the that night or even the next day. I just gutted it out. If you got a if you got a real keeper hangover, a real keeper, that's where. <laughs> Like you puke the next like night, so you yes. It, that's when it's just like I remember one time when we were young. My we buddy were Jimbo's a my buddy Jimbo. Hope he's listening. He's he's a he's a classic next day puker. I'd be right up his alley. I've had some fucking keepers where I've, I've never been, puked the next day, day of or night of. Yes, I've so but, I've I remember one time and when then we can get off this subject. But I was at Trent Martin's house for we were like nineteen years old. And we, I had a handle a captain, and I know I finished it, which is just way too much for anybody. And I woke up the next day but under under his pool wise. table. His parents are out of town, so I woke up the next day under his pool table, and I thought it was I could I would have sworn it was eight in the morning. It was three thirty p.m. And I remember going back to my parents' house because I still live with my parents at the time. Actually, I might have been like seventeen, but anyway. I remember I got back to my house and I felt so sick. Like I got on my hands and knees in the shower and I puked and I had to waffle stomp it down the drain. So I didn't like that. But then I was like, okay, maybe I'll feel better. And then I remember that whole day, the rest Wait, of the Wait, waffle day, stomp? Like, oh, because it's, oh, you had to like break it up and yeah, get it down you the waffle grater? Like the, yeah, you, the, you use your big eh. toe and you smash her down uh. the drain. And let me tell you, that ain't fun when you're feeling good, but you're usually we not feeling good. We got any gaggers listening. They, this might be the time where they're. Yeah, waffle snapping. Anyways, so uh, then the, the rest of that day, I anyway, whatever. I, I barfed a lot, and you know, <laughs> and you know, I only drank really hard for like another twelve or thirteen years. So I pretty much learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that phenomenal. anymore. We don't drink hard anymore. Not really. It's just phenomenal. Um, well, my other story was actually. It's funny we're talking about drinking. We went to the bar uh, in downtown Sioux City last weekend, and it was the first time. I don't know. I feel like it it felt somewhat normal, which was cool. Um, no mask and all that good stuff. Well, you're but, in the herd anyway. You already had Coco. Yeah, yeah. I had the old Rona back in December. So yeah, I'm uh, hopefully good for the next. What do we got? I don't know. Maybe a couple of months. But anyways. At the bar, we're hanging out. It's me and two other coaches, um, and we're watching the UND UMD like five overtime game, right? Yep. Hockey at the college. bar, watching some puck, and there's like a group of five girls like off playing like the giant Jenga game, you know, dropping the dude. It was so loud when the chips fell, like just killing me. But anyways, one of the girls comes over 
and like was talking to us and she's like where are you guys from like what are you doing like you got like my friends think that you're like i don't know they 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 thought we were because there's like there's two uh pro teams or whatever in sioux city that like i don't know i can't it's a baseball team like whatever they're like are you guys like explorers or like bandits do you guys put like what are you guys doing here like no we're coaching baseball and then like anyways this other girl comes over <laughs> one of the crew and dude she's bombed at this point like she's pretty drunk but she reminded me exactly of amy schumer you know that is yep like super like dry and like funny but like honest um chunky she was like dude she was like hitting on us like hardcore and like trying to look all cute and like but also being like dude she was getting a little dirty with us and like <laughs> in front of all of like us plus like her friends and like her friends were like rolling her eyes at like some right. of the stuff she's saying some of the stuff i don't even want to like share but then she was like twirling her hair like she was all like cute trying to be stuff. cute it was just it was freaking it was funny you had to be there so which one of you took her back to the hotel and moving along it was an offer it was an offer i can't remember why i wanted to talk about that story it was a good one dude it didn't it wasn't bad why do you why do you all of a sudden have story envy i don't know i'm butthurt the punchline just it wasn't it wasn't there like, sometimes there doesn't have to be a punchline you ever you remember when I put too much pressure on myself <laughs> I remember when burgess meredith told the story moral there ain't no moral. I just like that story. That's all. <laughs> Sometimes you just tell a story and just let it go. That's okay. Oh, uh, grumpy old man, dude. Keeper. I'll take her to Hawaii. I'll show her. I want to go to the island. Come on, I want to lay well, some of the. We turned the corner here. We're in April. Fucking baseball starting. We got Masters next weekend. Things are looking up. I, I'm about to start fishing every single day for three months. Things are looking up for old Uncle Eric and Luth. April 1st. Well, dude, I'm a, I'm a big summer guy. Golf. I like being outside. I like the warmth. I love golf. I love, I mean, ball. I love just being outside, throwing on shorts and not having to worry. Like, let's go. Let's freaking go. Wait, when, you don't, when you throw on pants, you worry? Like, I like being able to throw on shorts and just not have to worry. What would be like, well, what if I get cold? Uh, <laughs> and then I should probably bring my sweatshirt. <laughs> I don't even then... know. Should I wear a parka or just like a half tee? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually one thing I wanted to talk about. Are there going to be puddles? These shoes are way too white. Stop. Uh, <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> Uh, uh, we're gonna have to edit this part out and good stuff well drop some shout outs here another one in the books uh yeah yeah i'm trying to think if i have any like new ones uh hey either way thank you for listening and thank you if you've made it this far that's freaking awesome trying to do it for the peeps so like that's why we're doing it yeah we genuinely appreciate you listening 